Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Sacred Remembering Podcast. I'm Sarah Poet. It's really good to be here with you. It honestly has taken me a few weeks to come record this episode. I'm calling this the very beginning of season five, 2022, fresh starts and all of that. And episode 105 with Marguerite Rigoloso, I believe I said that correctly, um, was very, very important. It was very, um, it was a very big episode. It was a very big transmission. It had very sacred uh, information inside of it. And quite honestly, um, since recording that, uh, in early December, I believe, um, to now <laughs> I have really been alchemizing that information. Uh, and I know that many of you have been as well, because I've been, uh, hearing from you and I have been having a lot of deep conversations with you about what that episode brought up. And so in all honesty, I just wasn't quite ready. I didn't have the, the clarity. I'm not sure I still have the clarity, but I didn't have the green light to record an episode uh, with you and for you. I I have been doing some interviews, but um, it was like, what's going to come after that that amazing episode about miraculous conception? And um, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because really the part that I'm going to follow up with today has to do with the the separation that we talked about, that severance that we talked about um, in that episode between a woman and her womb power. And um, for me personally, this, this really deep and many, many lifelong uh, separation from the conscious masculine. But I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, you're going to have to bear with me today. I'm really going to be weaving um, what I'm sharing with you mostly through a channeling space and not a lot of notes. I, I don't have a lot of notes with this because I have been in <laughs> a process, y'all. I'm not going to tell you everything about my process and bore you with that, but it's it's been really deep. And um, this morning, 
I have this dear friend named Tamar. And so this is a shout out to Tamar and just a, a very, very deep, um, you know, expression of gratitude to Tamar who uh, there's such a deep magic when she and I begin uh, talking and sharing and weaving. She's someone who constantly, since I've known her for the last three years, has encouraged me to go deep and go deep into the feminine, uh, go deep into myself and into my soul. And so that is where she and I play and weave. And it's really incredible because I know that if I'm having a day where Tamara shows up in my inbox, um, something really, really special is going on. And that was actually how this day started. <laughs> and so um, I'm just going to, to jump in there with um, a little bit of a mention about going deep. And I was really given these words um, at the end of 2021 and encouraged to just really embrace going deep. And I think I do that a lot on this podcast. I do that a lot internally, um, but I haven't necessarily been writing in that depth or really sharing the soul stories um, with you all uh, as much as I could. And so I'm so, so grateful that this internal spark has uh, sparked in me to go deep, dive deep, feel the deep, stay in the deep. You know, this is the soul, this is the feminine. And to be able to trust that we will be met um, in that space. So I'll, I'll speak to that for a moment because I, I hope to weave in many inspirations here in um, this episode, this transmission. So one thing that's been percolating for me in this contemplation of going deep is really this, um, this muse energy. Okay. And I mentioned the muse to someone as I was in this period of contemplation and they, responded with, yeah, like the thing that comes in for the inspiration when you have a project and things like that. And I'm not actually talking about that. Um, I'm not an expert on the muse or the muse archetype, but I am feeling very, very close to it. And so what I want to express is my experiences and contemplations with the muse as an essence lately in this facilitation of depth diving, I will say. Um, the muse energy came to me in 2019, actually, through a man named Rion Kati, K-A-T-I. And Rion um, is a master alchemist, I'll say, um, an energy healer and, and much more. And he really channels this muse archetype. And so there's a magical sacred remembering story about, um, I was called outside one night and, um, under a full moon and, I really felt my soul telling me to go to LA and have this muse activation by Rion. And 
and I was, I mean, it was a very magical evening. It was like, um, you know, I didn't have a choice. I was like, go outside. And then I'm hearing this and, and, uh, my soul's also saying like open to love again and, and go to LA. And I was like, Whoa, um, this was late 2019. And, um, so I go inside that night to look to see when this next Muse activation weekend was, because they were doing them a lot uh, that year. They did like three or four that year. And one was happening right then. And I was just astonished. And I was like, okay, my soul is definitely calling me to LA to do this workshop. It was um, Jillian Pothier and Rion Kati, this muse activation uh, event. And so I went and I did that. And the event was very, very powerful. And when Rion was transmitting the energy of the muse, I actually cannot really remember what happened because I was kind of jet lagged from the East to the West Coast and then not having slept. And then by the time we were doing this, it was like two in the morning, East Coast time. And and um, so I remember what I felt, but I don't remember what I heard. And what I felt was something that was so, so close to home. It was like uh, this muse energy was really a reminder of who I was, truthfully. And I wish I could tell you that it stuck with me, but it didn't because I had these other things to work out first. (laughs) And without boring you with that story, I'll share that what I needed to work out first was um, some other feminine archetype stuff, uh, something to do with the mother and uh, kind of like a nourishment barrier and things like that. And so I've naturally been doing that work and integrating that work. And then it was time for the muse to return. And I really felt this um, in the the turn of the year around the solstice. And I reached out to Rion again and I said, okay, it's time for a reactivation. And so I have had that. And what I've been playing with is um, this dance of feminine and masculine that I would like to try to share with you uh, and express with you through the archetypes of feminine and masculine. And if this is, you know, like not your jam, it's it's totally cool. You know, just hear me out and then I'm going to talk about other things as well. Um, so, sorry about that little computer ding that came in there. I fixed that. Now it won't happen again. So the way my muse has been interacting as, you know, obviously a feminine um, archetype, and I will say too that over the years, my deep writer self, my ability to um, to feel this creative spark, to allow the divine to move through me has been somewhat stifled, and that was a result of... Um, and a big event in uh, late 2018, really, that I just allowed my words to be, I'll say, taken from me. Um, not in a victim-y way, but like I let, I let it go um, to a trauma. And so this restoration of going deep has been 
quite the reclamation of self. I mean, it's taken years and um, this is why I'm so uh, just, I guess the word is um, pleased. I feel refreshed to bring this energy to you today because truthfully, since I've recorded a podcast for you, something in me has certainly shifted many things actually. And, um, and this is one of them. So, so the feminine needs to feel, you know, safe and held and, um, uh, yes, provided for and all of those things. But also, I was witnessing that I had this deep, deep craving to be more inspired. And um, aspects of my feminine system were still, you know, aligning toward things like productivity or um, doing the work I had to do before, you know, creating and that kind of thing. And I just really wasn't feeling good about that. I was um, not feeling inspired. I think I talked about this on the episode that I did with Maddie Moon. And and you can't live like that. <laughs> I can't live like that. I can't be a creator and not be deeply inspired. And so I did take the inspiration from Madeline Moon in episode 104. And I went into that yearning and, and um, into the emotions as she was sharing um, and feeling them as I believe the muse does. But also the muse allows the masculine to really run through her. Now I'm using some feminine and masculine terminology. And so the the muse allows this dancing, this deep, deep dance. I'll say it is a dance of surrender, but it's also a dance of co-creation. So there's a thread throughout this episode, I hope, of these energetics of union, um, you know, it's not either feminine or masculine. It is union that, um, that every thing comes back to. And so the muse is channeling the consciousness and allowing that consciousness to come through into a form, into a creation which is just so, so beautiful. And so I have been embodying this muse. And in the beginning, what it literally looked like was my inner masculine scheduling time in the middle of the day for my feminine to stop everything else, go deep into the reading, um, into the writing, into the meditation, see what wanted to come through, and then to create. And if I set a timer for an hour, or I knew I had from 12 to one o'clock to do this, then my feminine would relax and go into that. And so I was doing that for a time before the reown reactivation. And then it all kind of became clear because now I don't need to set the timer and I'm actually going into that depth and into that um, deep space of truthfully being penetrated by consciousness, being penetrated by the divine um, and allowing that to move through. And so, you know, that feminine surrender 
this is a whole other thing. I've probably done episodes on this, but the feminine doesn't just surrender to anything. It's got to um, surrender to a very safe, very conscious, masculine. Uh, you can set that container and you can cultivate that on your own as a woman. Okay. And so that's actually a very wonderful segue into a bigger topic that I wanted to talk about today as a follow-up to episode 105. And I'll just ask you to bear with me because a lot of this is still percolating. Like I'm saying earlier, I'm not um, reciting notes here. I am a woman going deep with you into a process and uh, sharing what I am feeling to share. So I think where I want to go right here is to the topic of voice, because I was actually going to do an entire episode on this, but I think I'm going to tuck it in right here. Um, I've heard from a lot of you around the podcast how courageous my voice is, how courageous the storytelling is. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for for saying that. Thank you for being inspired. Um, I certainly share these things in order to inspire and also in order to, uh, the word is activate. It's like, um, whether it be a mental remembrance, like a sacred remembrance, or whether it is um, an energetic activation where you say to yourself, I want more of that, more of something that you hear me or a guest talk about, then you'll be activated into more of your own courage, your own strength to own your voice, to, to tell your story. Um, and I understand that there's a lot of fear about that. And I really want to let you know that my courage to share my voice and share my stories is absolutely 100, 1000, 1 million percent something that has evolved over time. And the evolution of that courage has to do most directly with the integration of my previous trauma, like trauma distortions um, inside of my system, you know, uh, from abuse to false beliefs. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those things. And so, when we have these impressions made on our lives, like someone takes our power very early on, um, or, you know, we don't feel like we can speak up for ourselves as women. And, and we carry these things into our adult lives, but we know that we are meant to stand in a bigger truth. And to be completely honest with you, I am going through another activation of how much truth to share right now. Like in present time, I am working with my nervous system, working with, um, you know, the writing and going deep and working with some guides and mentors about what is mine to share about something that I haven't uh, shared 
much about yet. Okay. Um, and so we're always growing and we're always, um, able to share more of our truth. But the foundation of us sharing our truth or using our voice is really how comfortable are we in our own systems, in our own you know, nervous systems in our own mind, body, heart systems. How comfortable are we to share that? I don't recommend sharing when you are in a state of fear or contraction, if at all possible. I have an entire course called From Silence to Truth that is for women to stand in the truth of who they are in their truth, in their voice, but using the voice to tell the truth is actually the last thing that happens, ideally, if you have that time, um, because what you want to do is assimilate or, or acclimate your nervous system to be able to hold the truths before you're communicating them. So quickly, I'll give you an example of a time where I did not do this. And I have many examples of when I did not do this. Some include this podcast. But this one, I'll share that um, in 2020, right before lockdown, um, I was in the vagina monologues in Asheville, North Carolina. And that year, there was this invitation to to write and perform an original monologue. Now, I'm not a performer. I've never been in the vagina monologues, but I was in that circle and I was like, cool, I'll write a monologue about um, being abused inside of a church and the reclamation of, you know, the the father, <laughs> this word father and holy father. Um, and so I wrote the thing and I practiced the thing, but on the day of the performance, I was so sick. I was, um, I was terrified. Okay. These were truths that I was speaking out loud that I hadn't entrained my nervous system enough to do this. And my partner at the time pretty astutely said, you know, I noticed that this might be um, too stressful for your nervous system. And I was like, well, these truths need to be told. And, you know, all of those things that um, that I was saying at the time and the reason that I was doing it. Um, but it, it was also true that I was freaking my own nervous system out by sharing some of those things. And I don't think we have to do that. Okay. So what that is, is as we are having these remembrances, as we are having these awakenings, if you're listening to this, you are a woman who is waking up to the truth of who they are. Or I know that there are plenty of men listening to this um, and also gaining a lot of knowledge about what modern women waking up look like. Um, so hello to everyone. So. I'm just going to continue to speak to the women right here. So a woman waking up to the truth of who she is, is going to have spiritual awakenings, is going to have 
pings of remembrance, like, oh, I'm very interested in Mary Magdalene. Um, oh, I very much want to go get an energy certification. Oh, um, oh my goodness, I'm in this coaching session with a person and um, finding out that I'm a medium and her mother's coming, her deceased mother's coming into the session. All of those are examples from my path. Okay. Or it's like, you just have to get a certain tattoo and you, you know, don't know the exact reason why, or you start to notice synchronicities or, um, you know, on and on and on. Okay. You're, you're just waking up to the bigger picture and the truth of what is, um, you know, I spoke to someone recently who has a long history of diagnosis of, of mental illness. And she said, but when I'm feeling, you know, those really upward swings in my energy, I also notice that I can talk to deceased ancestors. And I was like, so maybe that's a talent. Maybe that's a skill, <laughs> right? And so we're leaving this old paradigm of fear and closed thinking and um, separation. And we're really moving into uh, an embodiment of union, love, feminine, masculine union, and sovereignty, which is another theme that I really weave here. Okay. So sacred remembrance is you having the aha moments and you putting them together and you believing them and weaving them and standing with them and finding sisters who will stand with them and and with you. And I had a good friend say to me after episode 105, um, and we're both in the percolation of it for weeks. She said, you know, after all this time of you doing this podcast, I never exactly knew what sacred remembering meant until after this episode where I'm having my own pings that this was my truth in a previous lifetime. And it's like, Yes, <laughs> because this is what's happening um, in my little ebook. I call it remembering forward because we are remembering the ancient, um, the wisdom that we had in previous lifetimes, you know, in temples, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then we are, are birthing a new earth and a new paradigm. And that is not a small thing. Okay, so I'll take like a, a tiny little um, intersection right here and say, if you're listening to this, if you've been here for previous episodes, all four seasons uh, before now, at any point, if you are a woman who is standing more in the truth of who you are, the sacred remembering community is for you. This is what we're doing. We are women who are noticing the mystery, gaining the skills, gaining the understanding of feminine, masculine, what this unity consciousness looks like. And very, very importantly, we are building tools of energetic sovereignty. I'm getting to the womb talk, the womb follow-up in just a moment. Energetic sovereignty is very, very important. 
Okay. So this does not look like fighting for our voice. It does not look like fighting for the truth of who we are. We are energetically sovereign. We are remembering, we are healing the nervous system and we are standing in the truth of who we are. Okay. So please, I invite you to look into and join the sacred remembering membership if this is resonating. And inside of there, there's also an archive library where I have that e-course on voice that I mentioned, where I have the ebook and where I have literally um, probably a hundred things and like hours and hours and hours of content for you. Okay. And then we also have live calls. So this is real. I mean, this is why I'm offering this because uh, we need places where we can talk about these things, safe places of remembrance and activation, okay, and sovereignty practice. So that's what that is about. Okay, so all of this that I am saying about sacred remembrance, about the voice, about going deep, about, you know, archetypal activations, all of that, and all I'm about to say about uh, sovereignty and, and the womb space, we remember on our own time and truthfully, we accelerate together. Like I was saying, whenever Tamar shows up in my inbox, I know that there's a deep alchemy that's about to happen. And I witness that alchemy also happening in the sacred remembering community group. So when episode 105 aired, and it's about miraculous conception and Mother Mary, and this ancient mystery school technology, this ancient mystery school priestess magic, truthfully, a sex magic of being able to impregnate oneself with the divine, okay, miraculous conception. This ancient technology that was very, very much hijacked by negative forces at the inception of patriarchy because the womb was so powerful so powerful that the um the you know the forces that wanted power uh so so we went from you know a union template into a distorted template of and by template i mean like way of being way of thinking um think like you know a program we went into a time that that we're healing now we went into a time of thousands of years of separation and thousands of years of separation from our own personal power as women as womb bearers okay just kind of let that let that sink in And this episode 105 was this divine spark in so many of us that asked us to remember on a much deeper level, A, how we could have actually experienced this in a past life. That's what I've heard from a lot of you. And, and, or like a, just an inclination that it did, right? Um, or stories of separation. Um, like I shared my story of separation from not only my daughter, but also her father, which was, you know, a, 
a sacred relationship. Okay. And so um, that really sparked a, a big, big opportunity for reclamation in me over the last few months. And I've heard from other women who have been um, separated from their children as well. And then the other thing that happened inside the sacred remembering community was that I didn't even know we were going to begin talking about the topic of the mother. I thought we were going to be talking about something else in January. I can't even remember what. And then we got onto the call and literally the entire um, topic was the mother, we just all started talking about these different aspects of it and it's still being woven inside of the group. And so, you know, we have come from thousands of years of, you know, knowledge being put into books and then we're told to learn what's in the books. And, um, you know, we, climb career ladders and things like that, according to what we are taught and educated in. And I have a background in academics. I know all about that. And I also know about like relearning to use my intuition and going deep with the soul and, and holding the safe space for the feminine to go deep with the soul, you know, whether that's on your own or in the sacred remembering community or one-on-one with me, etc. We hold that space so that you can get the divine remembrance of your soul. You know, so many women are rushing around. So many women feel panicked into productivity, you know, in lack consciousness and in all of those things. Those are all meant, those are all programs meant to take our power. All right. So here we go into that. Okay. So that's really what wanted to be talked about today was. I'm taking a breath here because I'm, I'm weaving a lot of information with you, but there's just no other way to do today's uh, podcast. So this magic that was miraculous conception and the dance with the divine that we had you know, back in these days of, you know, being the temple priestess or, you know, and if we were someone who like couldn't do that, we knew women who could, right? Because they were the highest priestesses. Okay. Um, And this is like back, 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 right? In our lineage and in our um, past life remembrance, you know, or you might be like, Sarah, I have no idea what you're talking about. If that's true, go listen to 105 and see what activates. I'm just saying. Um, So, there was this absolute magic and union with the divine that was absolutely empowered because a woman with that um, ability, capacity, did not need a man in order to procreate, okay? So you can just feel how powerful that is, and how, how powerful it was. And we go into that again in 105. Are you seeing? You have to go back and listen. Okay. So there was something that happened at that point that I believe we are collectively trying to work out right now. It is what I have been in since recording that episode and what I believe just released uh, from me, just just cleared. And that is why I'm able to open up here today. 
So at the point where someone was trying to take that ability from women, who was trying to take that ability from women? It was men. And these men were already programmed to take power from the feminine. Marguerite even talked about it in in Greece as like the gods were taking power from the women. Um, So there's some physical manifestations of these energetics, and then there is some non-physical or unseen or spiritual or even off-planet. Okay, so like other life forms that are very, very interested in the power of the womb, in the womb technology, because womb technology is the most powerful thing. It creates life. And if it can create life with the divine, then, you know, these other distorted energetics are going to feel left out. And so what we had happen on planet Earth was that there was um, hijacking. There's hijacking of men. There's hijacking of womb. And I'm sorry, women and the womb. There's hijacking of women's bodies. You know, we really saw then um, this surge in the power over paradigm. What was the power going after? It was going after the power of the womb. It was going after the feminine. We have been really, truly in an expression of that paradigm ever since. So I talk about the separation of feminine and masculine in my TEDx. And I say, you know, this is what's at the root of all systems of separation, like be it racial separation or environmental destruction or, you know, uh, like capitalism and economic takeovers and things like that. It's like, if anybody has power and another doesn't, what is at the root of that is actually the feminine and masculine planetary imbalance. That's really huge to conceptualize and to understand. So that was a huge, huge, huge part of my own sacred remembrance because I started asking myself in like 2018, 2019, like, why are we playing this patriarchy game? What is this about? So let me just talk about being a woman in relation to men, which we have certainly talked about very, very much on this podcast. So a woman in relation to men in our generation, you're going to have a lot of stories of your power being taken from you. You, you know, you just are because we're carrying out the remnants of this. And so if you're born into a woman's body now and and in the past few decades, you know, the women that are listening to this, you're getting messages throughout your life that have to do with an imbalance of power. And you're getting messages throughout your life that say, 
men have more power. Um, in order to access money, I need men's approval. In order to access love, it's up to the man. We default these ways of thinking because we are born into a certain consciousness template. Like if the whole world is thinking it, and then you're born, you start thinking it too, because it's what is around you. And so it's when people start to get really, you know, frustrated with it, pissed off about it, fed up with it, that we start to do something differently. And this is what feminism was, you know, yay, thank goodness, across time, we had women fighting for equal rights, equal power. Okay, that's awesome. And it's now at this point limited. I don't even want to go into all of the reasons why. I'm just going to say it's limited because it is within a certain consciousness framework that is still within a certain template that says someone has power, someone doesn't. So the reason that the template feels bad to you is because the options in it are relatively limited and are predefined. And in that way of being, in that assumption, I'll just even say the word matrix, in that matrix, we just act and live and believe and and spend our days inside of this limited way of thinking. And so then we have, you know, events like Marguerite Rigoloso and I coming together and giving you this interview and this podcast about, oh my gosh, there's this, you know, ancient technology remembrance about the power of the womb. And we go, oh, that wasn't in my template before. Okay. That's something new. So what we're doing, okay, what I have been doing since that episode, and I've done years of work on clearing, you know, feminist distortions, clearing masculine distortions, getting these two to come back into right relationship within myself. And really, this is about clearing both a fallen feminine and a fallen masculine template. So the the masculine that originally took power is not the conscious masculine. It's not the sacred masculine. It's not the God essence of the masculine. It's not the Christos. So we have a template for a conscious masculine that many of us are remembering now on this planet. And we're not going, why don't you be this, men? Why don't you get this? Okay, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to challenge you to evolve beyond those kinds of finger-pointing strategies and really go to the remembrance in your own heart, which is my fall in love with the king initiation. Okay, by the way, that's coming up in February. And so women were clearing the, the masculine distortion in our own heart by remembering the most clear, most powerful essence of the masculine. And when we remember that in our hearts, we bring it back to the planet. We retemplate the planetary consciousness. Do you hear that? Do you feel that? 
So we don't need a man to remember first and decide to, you know, reunify and all of these things I'll get into in, a, in just a moment. We don't need him to do that in order for us to believe. And I've been saying on this podcast for quite some time that women are going to actually lead the conscious masculine back to the planet. This is the primary way, the, one of those ways. Okay. So we are remembering, oh, this fallen masculine template, the one that tells me I'm not okay. I need to ask for permission. I'm not safe here. I'm not safe with men. I can't find a man. Nobody loves me. I don't have enough. Um, men aren't safe. Men don't show up for me and my babies. Um, you know, I have to give give up on what I really want and just take what's available. All of those things. I just counted off 10 on my fingers without even like thinking about it. So we have so many beliefs about men and masculine that are are structured and were formulated inside of a false template. And women, I'm calling on us as our responsibility to knock that shit off. So were we traumatized? Yes. Were our babies taken? Yes. It um I'm I'm not taking these things lightly. I was very traumatized. I had my baby taken. Um, I have been attacked by negative dark forces through men. Okay, um, this is part of where I'm gaining my new voice. Do you hear it? Because what I'm saying is, yes, and we are not victims to something that is false, to something that is anti-God. I am personally not going to allow it to be part of my identity anymore to be a victimized woman, because what is victimization is taking power um you know it's it's something or someone taking power that is in a fallen consciousness it's evil so if anything is taking power it is fallen from god do you hear that do you understand that so we have this consciousness throughout Every single religion, everything single, um, you know, government structure, every single, um, <laughs> you know, the school systems, like the work systems, the hierarchies, it, it's all built on a power over paradigm. So we've got a lot of restructuring to do, right? But this is where it comes to sovereignty, this exact place. Because if we get back to sovereignty and specifically the sovereignty of the womb by deleting the fallen masculine template from our reality, okay, these are words, concepts, you will begin to understand what they mean. If we reclaim the power of the feminine and of the sovereign womb, these are words that I've begun using together, then this reformulates all of the fallen templates, okay? You don't have to fight for your sovereign womb. It just is. And there's a lot of technology that is revealing itself to me. I think it's revealing itself to the planet, and, and I don't have all of it yet. Again, sacred remembrance. This is what it looks like, bringing it through, right? The womb, similar to what I was describing about the muse, the womb brings in this divine masculine energetic. 
And um, there's there's this beautiful alchemy of union in the womb space. And maybe that's the beginning, I don't know, but maybe that's the beginning of the remembrance of miraculous conception, right? It's like all of this power, the power of creation, the power of the universe actually exists within me. And when you stop accepting fallen masculine templates into your, um, you know, let's start with the mind. Okay, if you start to question every time you feel like a victim, every time you feel like something to- is taking your power, I'm not saying they're not trying to, they, they are, okay? I'm saying you can get free. And it's a process, it's a big process, we're going to be working on it. Um, you know, we're way showers in this lifetime, um, we're way showers for our daughters and our children, and it's going to go on for generations. Okay. Um, but this is why it's so, so important to hear these pings of sacred remembrance and, and to, yes, yeah, step into your voice and step into your truth. Because I don't know about you, but I turned 40 this year and my son's about to turn 13 and my daughter is 21. And I'm looking and, and yeah, and new babies are being born all the time, right? And I'm looking at this uh, world and I'm saying, okay, I planted my two feet here for something. I'm going to go after that and that mission, and I'm going to do as much as I can for the children so that the children in the next generation, um, you know, they don't have to do as much. And so mothers, When you stand in the truth of who you are, you do it for your children. Do you hear me? Okay. We don't have to know exactly all of the answers. We do not have to know um, in this moment, if you're hearing me talk about deleting a false masculine template and you're a woman who has a, a huge amount of trauma memory in the body, you don't have to think that it's going to be like poof magic. What I'm saying, sister, is keep going. And remember that um, you can alchemize all of the falsehood that we have been given, that we have been handed. It's taken me many, many lifetimes and um, thousands and thousands of hours of my own sacred remembering work and therapy and energy practices and all of the things. But I'm telling you, I, I believe that I'm now at the point of um, having cleared this fallen masculine template from my being. And that's a really huge thing to say. I I recognize that. Um, I also, you know, may be incorrect, but that's very much what it feels like now. And, um, and we're all in this, this remembrance and this reclamation, I think of this sovereign womb, you know, what, Marguerite calls the the holy womb chakra. Um, we are in a divine remembrance of that as a collective right now. Um, I'm going to have some guests on the podcast this season talking about that from their expertise. Okay, um, so okay, I'm going to take a quick break for a client session, actually. Um, and then I feel that this is not yet complete because I'm going to come back and share with you 
a little bit more about uh, what I mean by the fallen masculine template. So you can feel that out and then what it looks like when we restore a conscious masculine template and, and what is ours to do in that remembrance. So I want to come back and, and talk about that um, and plant some more seeds. Hello, I'll take this brief intermission to share with you about two things that are upcoming. And I hope you can hear if you're listening to this podcast that my offerings come from a very sincere place of my own sacred remembrance, as well as my learning and alchemy on this road of both awakening and feminine masculine um, integration and also of sovereignty. So uh, it is my pleasure to do so. It is it is my absolute pleasure to do so. So there are two things coming up. Quickly, I'll mention uh, Breathe to Receive is a five-week breath series with me. It will be mindfulness-based, trauma-informed, as well as esoteric and magical. Um, and I weave that together pretty well, I think. And so we begin January 20th with that. There's not much of um, an on-ramp with that. And um, if you're listening to this and you want to begin to regulate that nervous system to um, to be able to receive more, including more of a, a strong masculine template, then um, you can check that out at sarahpoet.com. Um, also, the Fall in Love with the King deep dive um, six-month soul journey for women to really heal and recalibrate your own relationship with all things masculine, all things masculine from your inner masculine to this notion of God that we've been given, you know, through uh, a message that God was man or masculine. And then that was um, oppressive, you know, for many of us. Uh, we're healing that. We're also healing, um, yeah, traumas related to father to man. Um, and then also just, uh, the masculine within, like how, how we're relating to our own inner masculine. And so the masculine is on many, many levels. You can read more again at sarahpoet.com and find fall in love with the king under groups. But what we need to do is get back to our hearts, as I've been talking about in this episode, and fall in love with the king uh, will be um, a an application-based uh, entry into this soul container that begins um, sometime around Valentine's Day. I think we're going to be talking about falling in love. I didn't, didn't try that, but that's the way it's falling. So, um, reach out to me and schedule a consultation after you read that uh, webpage and see if it's for you. Six months deep dive um, and and talk to me and um, we'll get you, we'll get you moving for sure. Okay. And we are back. What I want to do is talk with you about the fallen masculine template and then the risen masculine template. I just gave it that name in this moment um, and coming back into our sovereignty with that. Um, and I want to do that briefly. So this will not be all encompassing um, so that this podcast episode doesn't get too, too long. 
Okay. All right, my friends. So the fallen masculine template, that is what I am realizing has been truthfully, fully um, cleansing from my system since going through this activation um, in the past few months. Um, I'm really, really, really humbled um, and just really grateful to be here because it's been a very, very long time that I have been traversing um, levels of healing with the masculine. And so let's talk about the masculine. Um, It's given, as I was saying earlier, um, you know, a certain template in modern society. We are going way, way, way beyond that. So you may have heard of the book, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. It was the foundation of the mythopoetic men's movement that happened in the 80s and 90s. And is, you know, there's still uh, men's groups out there that are largely built on these four archetypes. So women, I really recommend women read this book and know about these archetypes and also ask yourself as women where the masculine inside of you is operating according to these four archetypes, okay? But something that I was discovering in 2018 and I was way ahead of the curve then because hardly anyone's still talking about it. But um, I certainly didn't hear anyone else talking about it then. And I was sticking my neck out there to a few men's groups and leaders of men's groups. And my neck was, you know, being hacked off <laughs> metaphorically uh, because they were so not ready for this information. And my masculine distortion had not been cleaned up. And so I was taking massive offense (laughs) to their lack of understanding and things like that, or not being able to hear me, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So there is a new realization um, coming to the planet that the masculine who has gone through the initiations of, you know, king, warrior, magician, lover, and king happens last really um and i don't i don't know that um well i'm going to skip that um so you know men call themselves kings and and like want these labels i mean there's a whole there's there's a lot of distortion inside of men's movements um and so it is a very very pure-hearted very um i would say christ lineage uh man who realizes that beyond these four archetypes and the integration and the initiations that he must, must go through, including his recovery of the relationship of the divine mother, of the feminine, you know, through those lover initiations. Please go back and listen to Nicola D'Alonzo's episode that we did um, called In Service to the King, um, where she lays out these archetypes and that journey very thoroughly. Okay. Um, I cannot remember which number that was, but please go find that. Listen to that from 2021. Okay. And then beyond those archetypes, a man needs to come back into right relationship and true union with mother, father, God, or whatever you call that sacred feminine, sacred masculine. Okay. Within him. 
So it's not just a matter of a man loving his mother or forgiving his mother. Okay. A man has to reintegrate with the divine mother, the holy essence of the feminine. Um, the men, the number of men on the planet who understand this are very, um, few and far between at this point. Um, but this is the language that's being used for this is called the grail king. Okay. That's not the language that I had in 2018. I just absolutely knew that a man had to come back around to the feminine because, you know, a, a man um, in terms of a sequence of initiation. And again, I'm vastly um, <laughs> simplifying these things. A man, a boy, or a boy to become a man in um, a society that understands initiations, you know, the boys would be taken away from the mother's camp, you know, indigenously and, and those kinds of um, ways of living. And the men would take the boys and the men would give the boys the initiations and, and teach them how to become men. And so there's a severance from the mother early on that's very normal um, because our men don't have this in our culture. They are searching, searching, searching um, simultaneously for their initiation subconsciously and also subconsciously for the mother. Um, and, and so their projection of wanting the mother's love um, and not really getting that from the human mother because no human can completely substitute the divine right? And so, men are hungry in their hearts for this relationship to the mother. And because culturally, you know, for thousands of years, we've been severed from the sacred feminine, from the holy mother, the men don't realize consciously that they need to reclaim that. And pathways for that reclamation are so underdeveloped at this point that, um, you know, truthfully, it's it's going to be um, very poignant male leaders who are recognizing this, but then those male leaders, like if you're truly a male leader in this Grail King lineage, you know that you can't do this without um, the women showing you the way. And so these men are going through their initiations with um, women who have been initiated, you know, as priestesses who can, can hold these energetics um, without distortion, uh, which I I can do okay i'm just i'm just saying things today <laughs> i'm just um speaking truth today but i was just actually um in some conversation online with rion about this because um it's very 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 important women that um you know we recognize I'll just say this, many women listening to this and many women in these spheres are recognizing that they want to hold space for men, but without clearing your masculine distortion, you won't be able to do this well. Um, because a man will project his longing for the mother or his hatred of the mother or something like that onto you. You will project your wanting to be saved by the father, et cetera, et cetera, onto him. Um, you know how I know that? Because I've done it. Okay. So um, we have to clear those distortions before we can actually activate the men. And that's what it is. Beyond king, warrior, magician, lover, um, way beyond that, there is 
the reactivation of and and union within the man of masculine feminine. So the path that I'm on, you know, the path that I'm talking to you about is, you know, this unification inside of me as a woman, right? So I'm reunified with a holy feminine, holy masculine inside of me. It's a walk I've I've walked, I continue to walk it. Um, and then a man has to do the same thing. So, and then you know, that's like two and two makes four, right? So um so that's the kind of relationship that I personally am <laughs> I'm here for. Um, okay, and it's it's very, very elevated. It's very um, you know, advanced because most relationships have to do with trauma bonding and this distortion because if we're forming relationships within the thought matrix of power dynamics um, and our power has been taken from us then we have all of these trauma imprints and we're looking for a partner that's going to make us safe and not have to experience our trauma again and if you're listening to this, if you're in this space, you are someone who is, um, you know, trying to graduate out of that <laughs> way of relating. And so again, we, we move toward sovereignty, clearing our traumas, clearing the distortions, like unhooking from the matrix, if you will, um, and clearing the thought patterns, um, that, that assume these things have to be true. Okay. And so that is what I wanted to say about that and the grail king and this new masculine essence. And so women, when you get to the um, point in the journey of like questioning all of those things and, and unhooking from that and doing your inner feminine and masculine work, then you're going to come to this space of claiming the sovereignty of the womb. And um, based on what I've been experiencing, when we truly claim the sovereignty of the womb and we know the holy masculine, both of those things, right? So it's not just, um, you know, sacred feminine, la la la, womb talk. It is sovereign womb and I myself know the holy masculine and that's the masculine template that I'm holding inside of my body back to what I was saying about the muse the muse dances with that sovereign king okay with that grail king energetic that Christos um, the holy masculine and there's you know, we want to, if you will, erect the the most conscious um, aspects of masculine and feminine that we can. So, the most conscious aspects of feminine and masculine that I know, you know, we have this holy mother, this cosmic womb, you know, this pure creation space then we have pure consciousness we have you know like the great central sun and so you know these are these are massive energetics that make up 
make up everything and they also exist within us. So when we're free of distortion, you know, the masculine consciousness is free and pure, like a sun, like pure penetration. And when we're um, uh, holding and tapped into that pure feminine consciousness without our fears, without our, um, you know, need to self-protect, without our trauma bonding, then we're going to start to tap into um, this sacred womb energetic Okay. And then those two are dancing inside of us. And then we begin to restore what Marguerite and I were talking about in episode 105. Okay. So I've come full circle. I've come full circle with that, I think. And um, I'm not entirely sure that I have covered everything. Of course, I haven't. Um, okay. There's one thing popping. Yeah, this just wants to be said. So women, when you have, um, okay, how do you identify, you know, am I in a fallen consciousness? Am I in a fallen space, a trauma bond? Like, how do you identify that? Okay. So one, you know, stories of victimhood. Okay. Even if you're yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky, right? Because real things have happened and we don't want to bypass that. No way am I telling you to bypass that. We can work with uh, the healing, the trauma and coming back to wholeness and sovereignty. And that's what we want to do. Like we don't want to identify as the victim to things that have happened because when we do that, we are in a fallen energetic. And here's the disgusting thing. Something can feed off your womb energy when you're doing that. Okay. And so as much as possible, you know, you want to heal any place that you feel the victim consciousness. Okay. Um, we have all had some level of enslavement um, into a, um, a mind matrix, into these um, thought patterns. Okay. I might be using some words that are like, what for you. And again, this is a part of me um, speaking more of, of my truth these days. So, you know, when you feel like you're very, very stuck inside of a pattern that just does not feel true to you. Like for me, it was always like financial collapse or not being able to move beyond a certain point financially. Um, and so when I was able to begin to question that, I was like, is this even true? Um, or was this something implanted in me to keep me small? You know, that's how you start to bust out of that enslavement system. Okay. So there are these strategies. They're called um, archontic uh, deception strategies. And there are things like, um, you know, sexual abuse as a child. Um, if, if there's like a victim victimizer, uh, misogyny is an archontic deception strategy. Okay. And, and I'm talking energetics. I'm talking about like the things that run the world that no one talks about. 
Okay. And so these strategies are meant to take your power. They are in play. And so you becoming sovereign in your energetics and saying, I am not playing by those rules anymore because who the fuck made the rules to this game? Um, then you step into your holy power. Okay. And you start to remember, oh, I have this gift. Oh, um, the feminine does this. Oh, the healthy masculine does that. You know, you, you learn and learn and learn and collect the, um, the breadcrumbs, as we like to say in this podcast. Okay. So welcome to season five. If this is your first episode, you might be like, hell yeah, that was my jam. Or you might be like, this Sarah Poet's a little far out there. I would encourage you to stick around either way. Um, check out my website my blog. Um, I'm building a blog this year. I'm very excited. At the time that I'm recording this, my new website from 2021 that lets me do things like have a membership and send emails from my website. I like it. It's called Kartra, but the blog feature on this website is poo. It's poo, y'all. And so I have to do this like big integration that makes my brain hurt with um, WordPress, but I trust that I can get through it. And I am going to be writing to you this year. You know, in addition to these podcasts, I'm going to be writing because I'm just writing more in general. I'm writing every day. Um, I've got some books coming through me and I am writing soul stories. And so please make sure that you are on the email list at sarahpoet.com and then you will get the blog updates. I'm also sending a um, Sunday newsletter called Musings this year, um, you know, most Sundays of the year. And so, you know, welcome, welcome, or thank you for being here if you're a returning community. And I am really looking forward to the lineup of guests that I have um, invited for season five into this this um, first half of 2022, and uh, yeah, I look forward to the um, sacred remembrance activations that come through this space. And thank you so so, so much for being here. Reach out anytime, schedule 15 minutes with me. Um, If you have a question as a follow-up to this podcast, you know, leave a review, like all the things, all the things I'm supposed to say, please engage if you like it and um, let me know if I can personally support you on your reclamation journey with any of the things that I talked about today um, or in other episodes. Okay. Thank you so much, so much love, and I will be back next week. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.